Welcome to the Practical Ascension Podcast. I'm your host and soul alchemist, Tracy Goody. Stay with me for practical guidance and flow for your modern life through this time of ascension. Lessons in Depression and Ascension. So I want to begin this podcast by letting you know that you are not alone. In my experience of Ascension depression, it has been an ever-evolving teaching force. So the information that I'm sharing in today's podcast is my own observation and experience. I'm a, most likely going to be sharing more on this topic because as I started um, considering it and writing on it, it is really only touching on what I'd like to express. So also, please remember that I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychologist. So please take what resonates with you and leave the rest. Okay, so let's start off with human evolution. So many creatures evolve physically to adapt to the environment that they find themselves in, right? But humans have a similar path, but we're evolving in consciousness in order to adapt to our environment and become more centered in who we really are and what we're really capable of as individuals and as society. So with an evolution in consciousness, it requires these subtle energies to come to the surface as well as the not so subtle ones. So structures and systems that are not working or progressing for the greater good of our evolution need to break down. So all this disharmony and corruptions and illusions are brought up to the surface in order to transform and heal. So this is happening at every level of society and also on each individual level through our own structures of thought and energy. So this is a good thing, but we are in the transformation stage. We've been in this state of transformation for some time, and now many of us are waking up to the fact that we can play an active role in this evolution and ascension of consciousness. It's actually very, 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 very exciting, but it is a time of transformation. So if you're listening to this podcast, you have heard the call of personal growth and spiritual exploration. You've let the universe know that you're ready to step on the ascension path, basically stating energetically, I'm ready to deal with my shit. I'm ready to look at the disharmony within myself and make a new choice to contribute it to the path of evolution instead of resistance. So the universe goes like, oh, perfect. Then let me make it absolutely clear where your disharmony lives. And that way you can choose to let it go and choose harmony instead. So the universe is, you know, very, very helpful here being the teacher, this, this beautiful planet that we have teaching us constantly. So once you make that choice, and even sometimes the universe just kind of throws you into it anyway, into the disharmony that must come to the surface. So this shows up in many ways from like being triggered to patterns repeating to circumstances that cause you to turn inward to search for the answers and meaning. This can also show up as what I have experienced as spiritual depression. And I know I am not alone in this. So prior to my first layer of spiritual awakening, I had definitely experienced depression, but the majority of the time I went about my life generally not dealing with it or examining what my emotions, body, and energy were trying to tell me. It wasn't super debilitating. It didn't stop my life. I would push down unwanted emotions and energies and let it turn into resentment and all kinds of heavy mucky energies like most of us do. My depression manifested um, most commonly as not wanting to be here, like on earth at all, not wanting to bother. I could feel the potential magic and miracles of the world, yet my outside circumstance and my perspective only showed a world that honestly wasn't that appealing. Like it just didn't seem quite 
clicked in. Um, I just have this underlying uh, current of being very sad and cut off. And of course, on the outside, everything looked normal. So as a person, I, you know, went about my life, everything was quote unquote normal. So fast forward to this journey of awakening. So I've been actively participating in this for about 10 years or so. And at first it appeared uh, the depression had totally dissolved. I was on this high of discovery and potential. I was tapped into my soul flow, my purpose. I was super energized. Then those first few dark nights of the soul hit where you question everything, where the emotions come up to the surface as a gift from the universe to help you release, to help you wrap up you know, that thought and energy pattern so you can rise up and reclaim more of your truth. So we can't always see the gift in the dark night. So these times of heaviness must be matched with as much compassion as we can muster while we allow our trapped emotions to reveal and heal. And at the same time, we live in a society that honors the masculine. So honors structure and having the same day every day. And these dark nights require this feminine flow of energy, this gentle compassion, this supportive release in the time frame that is aligned to our unique journey. Not a structured masculine of, oh, you know, I've got some time three to five on Sunday to deal with these emotions, then I'm back to the real world. That's like, this is madness. It's madness to be going through this transformation during this time where we're guided to transform within so that we can transform these outside circumstances. Yet the outside circumstances create restrictions on transforming within. So we have to find the sweet spot. So anyway, this is how many of us do experience these dark nights of the soul. So not fully processing um, these dark nights, not fully honoring or learning from them the gifts that they're here to give us. This generally means that we're going to repeat the patterns and circumstances and head right, right back into that same dark night time and time again. So a dark night of the soul is a tool. It's an invitation to go within and heal, but we're still very much wrapped up in this 3D, 4D consciousness. And so many times we take things personally. So we must not be maybe doing things right on our path when these dark nights come up. These are just some general thought patterns that tend to come up for people and definitely came up for me. We must be failing at our spiritual journey. We must be failing at our mission if we feel crappy. We forget that we are not our emotions and that we are much greater than our present moment experience. We can get lost in these dark nights and carry their energy forward with this self-perception that we are somehow broken or we somehow are the depression. We empathize with ourselves and amplify this energy of lack and disconnection from self and soul. So after my first few dark nights, I started to carry this deeply subconscious belief that I was not enough or I was a failure and doomed in this life if I felt this harmony for more than a few hours. Like, most patterns of thought, this one snowballed very carefully and quietly in the background. It rolled around my childhood, picked up all types of energies and all types of um, emotions and trapped emotions that were that resonated with it. So the snowball was growing and growing, gathering any evidence of where I was in lack, where my you know where I wasn't worthy, where I wasn't deserving, any of those things, gathering all that up. So as my spiritual path unfolded, as did my gifts, my clarity on purpose, and my understanding of my truth, this self-doubt, this disharmony snowball that was sitting and waiting for opportunity had its opportunity. It's been gathering like all of its friends at the subconscious. So it seems in my experience, after I kind of hit a certain point of spiritual expansion and frequency raising, the snowball could no longer stay frozen within me. It 
could not, um, it just couldn't live there anymore. So it had to come up. It had to come to the surface. And by this point, it was pretty huge. So big that it created this snowstorm that really blocked my view from who I really am. And that's how, that's what my experience of depression has been. Any depression kind of like dips or waves that I experienced felt very much like this snowstorm. Like you cannot see anything around you. When this energy came up, I couldn't feel my connection. I couldn't remember that I was unconditionally loved and supported and worthy. Even if someone told me this right to my face and showed it to me, I couldn't accept it. My perception was obscured by this snowstorm, by this this energetic um, trapped emotion ball. So the only way to get back to harmony was to feel it, was feeling what was coming up, letting it process, engaging in the deep rest that it was calling for. Rest that is for all of the bodies, for the mental, emotional, energetic, spiritual, and physical bodies. Yet I couldn't even get into a place where I felt I deserved any of this. So my logical mind knew what was going on, knew how to get out of it. I have, I have done, you know, I've spent almost every single day of my life in this, um, in this learning, in this teaching, learning about how energy works, learning about how our emotions work and everything like that, I fully understood what was going on. And I fully understood that logically I was still connected. Logically, I was still worthy and deserving, but I couldn't click, click into that feeling that the depression snowstorm was, was, uh, too over, overcoming to, uh, to, uh, to get back into that. So, Lesson number one with spiritual depression is to find a compassion anchor. So if you have compassion for yourself, you're more likely to be able to move up the ladder and regain your truest perception. And lesson number two, I'm just going to talk about these two lessons today real quickly. Lesson number two is as soon as that perspective is back, ask yourself what you most need in that moment and trust yourself. So lesson one is self-compassion. Lesson number two is trusting yourself. So I'm flipping over uh, to science now as a way to bridge this understanding between your left and right brain, right? It's really beneficial when both of our brains can grab onto something. Um, It helps the cooperation up there. So our brain does not know the difference uh, between something actually happening to us and us observing it happening, even in visualization. So the same or very similar patterns occur within the brain, which cause the same systems to fire so that we feel and vibrate at the frequency of that which we're focused on. We feel and vibrate at the frequency of that that we're observing. So This works because of what's called these mirror neurons in the neocortex, right? So it's where our empathy comes from. And in fact, it ties into our evolving consciousness. So remember, we have mirror neurons that replicate what we are focusing on and perceiving and observing and bring it into our bodies as reality. Number two, our hearts also have neurons in them. Our hearts are brilliantly intelligent. And in fact, our hearts are feeding immense amount of information to the brain. The heart is the real um, intelligence in, in my personal opinion. Number three. Okay. So we remember mirror neurons, right? We're mirroring. And so experiencing what we're observing, what we're perceiving, how we're perceiving it, right? Number two, our hearts are brilliant, brilliant, powerful, brilliant. They tell the brain what to do. The depression comes from the brain, right? Because that is the whole system working in your body. 
Number three, when our hearts and brains agree and they're in harmony, we are in a state of coherence. We feel peace. We feel connected. We are in a state where we can more easily thrive in all areas from immune system to absorbing information to reprogramming our energy field. Okay. So let's keep those points in mind. So with all of that being said, we can apply this knowledge to spiritual depression and begin to lead ourselves back to the truth of who we are to use the depression as a tool that it is and stop identifying with the state as a core part of who we are. So when you are deep in the experience of depression, you might find it challenging to access your normal state of this self-led healing. So I know that had been my experience. None of the tools from meditation to EFT tapping, shamanic journey, energy healing would ever do more than a very short-term fix. Then the depression would be streaming back in. There was still more um, that needed to be uncovered and understood. So I had to begin with compassion. That was the energy that would enable me to feel my way back to the ladder and through this illusion, right? So when you're applying self-compassion to your depression, remember the science, remember that your brain, when you're focused on your depression, then you empathize and mirror that. And then you amplify that and you feel that. Yet when you focus on compassion, that gets amplified, So to get into a state of compassion, if you really can't stand yourself, you know, if you're really in that kind of darkness place and don't want to even let yourself out of depression, consider a mantra. So I come back to the green Tara mantra of Om Tare Tu Tare Ture Soha all the time. Even having an image of like green Tara, Kuan Yin or Buddha helps to activate these mirror neurons even deeper, right? So in your brain, you're not going overly positive and saying things that feel far from the truth, but you are entraining your brain to the vibration of compassion. As you look at the image or whatever image resonates with you as a compassionate being. So you want to look at this this being, this avatar, this person that embodies compassion for you and that when you look at it and when you breathe into your heart chakra, you can feel yourself. You can feel those mirror neuron, mirror neurons in your brain and then you can feel all the systems in your body coming into this state of compassion and coherence. So choose whatever image resonates with you. And then when you're adding in the mantra as well, again, if you're feeling called to, you're not saying a specific, you know, English phrase that doesn't feel right. Instead, you're tuning into the frequency of the mantra. So you're, again, grabbing onto that compassion energy, grabbing onto that coherence energy. So your brain gets entrained to that frequency, even without necessarily realizing that the tight grip on illusion and depression is softening and releasing and you're moving back into truth. So you're kind of like tricking your brain, right? So you add in some heart breathing, maybe a few glasses of water for sure. Always be hydrated. I say that so many times, always be hydrated, but you're, you're coming back into, coher- into coherence. Okay. So once you're into this energy of compassion, that was lesson number one, then we go into lesson number two. So it doesn't stop there. As soon as you feel yourself coming into a state of coherence again, it's time to ask what you most need to feel supported. So the coherence is just the step on the, is just regaining um, your access to the ladder to kind of raise your perception and raise your frequency again to understand what the depression's here to teach you. So that the ladder is the compassion. You found this, right? And then after you found it, then it's time to step into the self-trust. Then it's time to begin to climb the ladder and start to ask, you know, what is it I most need to feel supported? 
What is the most loving thing I can do for myself? What is my highest priority to focus on that will allow me to come back to my natural state of peace and truth? Then listen to yourself. Express what comes up even if it isn't a clear response. Keep it flowing because now you've moved the depression energy into action and healing can occur. So you might get answers like go out in nature, journal, eat, call this person, have a bath, read this book. Trust the process. And if it feels like truth in your heart and you feel a full body resonance, move towards the healing process you're guided to. If you hear thoughts that are clearly not truth, not heart-centered and kind of more negative self-talk, then get back into your heart and compassion. Go back into the step of compassion because you haven't got the ladder yet. So you can't start walking up it. You're not going to get clear answers from yourself whenever you're in that frequency. So get back to compassion. When you're resonating and focused on your energy of depression, it can feel impossible to move out of it because your mirror neurons are saying, okay, we're in depression. Okay, we're in depression. Okay, we're in depression. And then there's just like this ever going um, spiral, right? So you have to take small steps to coax coax yourself back to truth. All right, so I still have so much more that I am ready to share on this topic, but I feel like that is a good introduction here. So please do know if this is something you're challenged with right now, you're always connected, you're always unconditionally loved and accepted, and it's safe to come back to the truth of who you are. This is part of the practical ascension process. Thank you so much for joining me today.